Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode where we are very excited because we have a guest today. It's not just the normal me and Bethany. Boring old us. Yeah. So back in December, as many of you know, we did a series called The Men Tell All where we interviewed three of our guy friends. Well, one of them was my brother, but he's my friend, so we'll call him that. But because <laughs> um, we wanted to get a guy's perspective on dating and relationships and all of that jazz and the age range for those three guys was like 24 25 to mid 30s and after that series which y'all loved which is great but we had a lot of listeners start reaching out to us saying they were in high school or college and we know that high school dating specifically is quite different from dating in your late 20s so we thought why don't we bring in another guy who can speak to that who's had wild success with a uh, high school day. <laughs> so we have Dylan here today. Dylan, say hi. Hey, how are y'all? Um, and Dylan is my little sister's boyfriend. Y'all probably heard me talk about them a few times, but they have been dating for three and a half years. Yes, three and a half. It'll be four in September. In September. Gosh. So Daniel has the longest uh, record for a relationship in the family, which is <laughs> great. She's like, praise hands in the corner right now. Um, so Dylan is going to grace us with his wisdom as to how he has um, been so successful with dating in high school today and tell us a lot of other things that we want to know about guys. So we're just going to go ahead and we don't have any housekeeping, do we? I can't think of anything. Okay. Yeah, not that I know of. Okay, cool. Well, let's just jump in then. So Dylan, will you start? I mean, we've already said your name, but you can say your name again. Your name, your age... Your occupation and your, well, we, we already covered your current relationship status. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you can say all that for yourself. <laughs> That's all right. Um, my name is Dylan Tillery. Uh, 19 years old. I'm currently a college student. Just finished up my first year. Um, and obviously, I'm dating your little sister. There we go. <laughs> okay. So let's just start off with, I was going to say, what are you? But I guess it would be, what did you look for? Yeah. <laughs> so like when you're looking to like to date someone what are like the top things that you're looking for and i think for all of the other guys we kind of said like faith is a given yeah so not that but like what are like the top things that you look for in someone um i like someone who's fun someone who i can have fun with uh not super serious uh, laughter and being goofy is usually uh, a, something that i really look look for but, and someone, someone who I can actually like, have a conversation with that's, you know, intelligent as well, you know, not being able to like just it always be goofy. You know, there's a fine line that I yeah. like to have between serious and goofy so that like we have a well-balanced relationship that's not all one way towards yeah. goofier, serious. <laughs> yeah. I think balance is important a lot in a lot of things. Yeah. I think so too. Okay. So here's, this is one of my favorite questions in the whole interview yeah. because... I just feel like this is one of the most confusing things about guys, but what are some things you do to let a girl know that you like her? 
like not i'm in a relationship with you and so i'm gonna let you know that i like like yeah like pre, pre yeah like when you and danielle yeah. were like starting to flirt like what did you do to be like oh i want to make sure she knows i like her yeah, yeah. so personally i'm a very flirty guy <laughs> especially when danielle and i first started getting to know each other i mean she'll tell you it was pretty obvious that i liked her um if i'm talking to you flirting with you you'll you'll know um some guys aren't like that but i am I like to be a little bit more forward with it. I don't like to leave girls, you know, guessing. They, they're going to know that I like them. It's a fantastic quality. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you flirt, like, did you compliment her? Did you, like, uh, did you just try to, like, be around her a lot? Like, all of the above? It was a little bit of all of the above. I would, subtle compliments. I wasn't trying to go be outright, like, oh, my gosh, you look drop-dead gorgeous. <laughs> I wasn't... I wasn't that forward, but like little compliments like, oh, your hair looks good or, you know, I like the way your outfit looks, little things like that. But I would try to spend as much time as possible with the girl, maybe see if there's some potential there. When, for example, when Danielle and I, we met right before school started our sophomore year and the first week of school, well, I went to a Christian school and that first week we had like games and stuff. It was called house week and it was a big competition that went throughout the year, but they like to kick the kick the year off with that and I think throughout that first part of the year I was pretty much on her hip constantly. <laughs> I, we pretty much never left each other's side which made it easy because a lot of the Danielle was the new girl and she was you know the hot commodity everyone wanted to date Danielle <laughs> me being forward and presenting myself and always being with her really wouldn't say came to advantage because it's not really a competition but you know kind of is yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey it makes sense I love telling the story of when Danielle first met Dylan because, and I mentioned this, Danielle won't care that I'm saying this. Now she's shaking her head. So before Dylan, Danielle had a different crush like every three weeks. So the joke was my brother Brett would always say, Danielle, I will care about your boyfriend when you care about him. Because <laughs> <laughs> this just needs to be something a little That's more long term. So it was really funny. But when Danielle first met Dylan... Like you said, it was the week before school started and she would come. I still lived at home. And so she would come home and all she, oh, Dylan this and Dylan that. And Dylan's so cute. And me and Dylan did this. And then I went and saw Dylan at football practice. And my mom and I were both like, hmm, okay, who is this kid? And then sure enough, he's like part of the family now, That's three hilarious. and a half years later. So <laughs> it was very obvious that Dylan was very present, which I liked because you definitely, you didn't keep me and my mom guessing, much less Danielle. So I respected that. I thought that was very cool. And I think yeah. that's, it's such a simple thing, but I feel like it's the best thing you can do is to just be around her yeah. if you well, like her. Well, clarity can never be over, over stated, overvalued, yep. overemphasized. Like clarity either way, I think is really important. And that's kind of goes into our next question. So on the flip side, let's say, you're not interested in a girl, but you kind of start getting the feeling that she is. Like, what are some things you do to let a girl know, hey, I'm not interested? Like, how would you handle the flip side of that? So, with being very forward and present with Danielle, I'm kind of the opposite in that sense. Is I, I just won't talk to you. I, <laughs> I'm almost to the point where I'm kind of mean about it because I don't want I don't want a girl to get her hopes up and you know. Because girls, girls like to think a lot, and, you know, guys are not usually thinkers. I mean, they can be, but yeah. when it comes to relationship, it's really black or white when it comes to the first part of the relationship. And when 
I haven't done had to do this in years, but I remember before I met Danielle, girls would like me. I would just, you know, stop talking to them. I, I guess ghosting would be the term that people use now. But I was I was pretty bad at ghosting girls <laughs> and not letting them um, have any closure. Like which I kind of regret in some senses because I, I I feel like I hurt a lot of girls' feelings. Not that I'm a lady kid. <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna break if you're gonna like break things off with a girl, I would definitely be forward about it and not, you know, go about the way I did. You know. Yeah, don't drag it on. Yeah, don't yeah. drag it on. Okay, Dylan. So I don't know. I know a little bit about your dating history before Danielle, but that's not really my business. So you don't have to go into that. But what are some, generally speaking, things you wish you would have done differently in your dating history, or if you could go back and change something? Hmm go back and change something Danielle and I have talked a lot about this um in in high school her and I were pretty much inseparable and we didn't leave a lot of room for friends it was after school I would go to Danielle's house or Danielle would come to mine after football practice or so on and so forth and when it came time to you know the point in my life where I maybe needed a friend or she needed a friend they may they weren't always there and it was each other and that may have been a point where we were fighting or when we were, you know, having a disagreement. And I really didn't have anyone to turn to at that point. So if you're going to get into a relationship in high school, definitely don't exclude your friends. Make sure that you have good people that are still surrounding you that you can talk to and bounce things off because, you know, relationships are not smooth. There's there's a lot of, there's a lot of rocky, rocky parts that, you know, you're going to have to go through. But in, in terms of, before met Danielle, uh, that was I was a sophomore. I just finished up my freshman year, so I I didn't really have a lot of serious relationships. It was a lot of just I I talked to I talked to this one girl for maybe three years before that. You know, it it, it wasn't the greatest relationship. It wasn't, but again, we were in middle school. You know, like <laughs> yeah. middle school relationships are like, oh hey, you're so cute. Like, text message. And, yeah. You're not you're not doing much you're not you're not talking in person. I mean I, I remember it took me three or two years to talk to this girl in person. Oh, we wow. we would text over like Twitter DMs and stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. I think that's good advice though, to we talk about the I mean that's something you can take from high school all the way up mm-hmm. is to make sure that, you know, you're still you have friends and you're prioritizing that and I remember there were girls in high school who they would be your friend when they were single and then they'd start dating somebody and all of a sudden they were never there and then they'd break up and then they'd come back and you know those it was hard for them because you know you went through like you've got to learn to balance both Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say in a lot of ways I think comes into play a lot especially in high school though like I think that even more you got to balance okay like if you or I met someone now it's like oh okay well we could be getting married soon like that's a piece like you're looking to that end on a more speedy timetable yeah but in high school that's not going to happen especially as a sophomore right anytime soon and so that balance I think comes into play even more because you have to balance it against the length of time that this is going to take too. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so obviously it worked out for you dating in high school, but regardless of that, in general, what are your thoughts and opinions on dating in high school as a whole, not like to your specific, you know, situation? See, that's kind of tricky because dating in high school, um, from my experience with 
talking with the friends that I did have, a lot of them were not dating to, you know, look for a potential wife. They were dating to, you know, maybe as sad as it is, get luckier, you know, have, you know, just someone to hang out with, which, you know, isn't the right way to go about it. In my opinion, a lot of guys are trying to unfortunately have wrong intentions. So if you can go into the mindset with still looking for a potential partner, cause you don't want to waste your time. You don't, you don't want to, now again, don't don't go and say you're going to get married to your <laughs> high school gr- girlfriend. There's there's a big dichotomy. Yeah. yeah. But you know, just d- go in it with the right intentions. Don't go in it with trying. You know, doing more than you have to. It's it's high school. You know, everyone is still learning. Your brain, a guy's brain, fully doesn't develop till 25. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So of course, I still don't have everything together. No guy in high school is going to have anything together. So. You know, kind of being cautious in high school is really something that I view as important. Not putting yourself all in just one person. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think so too. So then, what would you say were some of the most challenging parts of dating in high school? So for me, I went in as all in on one person, yeah. Danielle, and, and it, so far it's worked out. Right. <laughs> which, has, which has been a very good blessing. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, the challenges of dating in high school, you just have so much else going on, especially when you get to that part when it's your senior year and you have, you know, college coming up or you have plans to get a job or whatever you're going to do, like that might not work out. Um, luckily, Danielle and I figured out a way to make it work, but it's, it's, it's a big struggle. Just finding, finding balance is something that was hard, you know, balancing sports with your relationship, balancing you know what your family has to say because your family is still a big part of you're still under their house you still have to abide by their rules you know, you know the big big challenge of being in high school is those hormones are going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're you know abiding by those rules as well is is a big struggle mm-hmm. you, know, you don't want to you don't want to be ungodly in your relationship as well and High school is hard in general. Yeah, it really <laughs> it's is. A rough time of life. It is. It is a very rough time. Well, and you think about too that you know when you're dating when you're our age, we've already. That makes me sound so old saying it like that, but you already kind of have your life set. Like you have your job, you know where you're living, like you you know got a car, like all yeah. this stuff, and you know you're figuring all you're getting your first job in high school, and you're going to school, and you're you know paying for things for the first time and then you figure all that out and then your life totally changes as soon as you leave and so not only are you like navigating all your firsts of adulthood quote unquote as you're kind of getting out of high school but then you're navigating all this transition and then you throw in a relationship that overlaps like I have a lot of respect for people who date through all the way through that the same person because it's got to be hard with all that y'all have going on there's a lot of firsts for Danielle and I First, like, first jobs, first, well, Danielle had a job before I met her, but for me, first jobs, we got our licenses, you know, college applications, cars, you know, the things going wrong, Danielle's aneurysm, those, um, those hard times that, you know, came through all that, and then when you get to senior year, it's just even more of it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, you, you gotta worry about those things. Yeah, I mean, it's from high school till you graduate college, is just one transition after another Mm -hmm. and then once you graduate college the next major transition is getting married and so it's just kind of however long that you know time period is it's just building on itself 
once you graduate college. Mm -hmm. If it's two years, if it's 12 years, it just kind of builds on itself, but there's not a huge turnover as much. And so, yeah, coming through all of those transitions on top of putting a relationship in there is, it's a lot. So, yeah. Okay, so we don't want to be, like, depressing. So now let's balance that with what are some of the fun things of dating in high school or the perks or, like, things that are nice about maybe specifically in high school? Uh, One of my favorite parts of dating in high school was I I always did feel like I had someone that that was with me going against the the world, trying to to conquer high school. And, you know, you had someone to hug after a sports game if you lost or if you won, you – got to go celebrate with with that special someone you know it, it was it was always it was always fun and then especially when you're friends and you get relationships and you, you can all hang out together and it, we, there was a lot of perks with dating in high school especially keeping with the same same girlfriend in high school as well just the biggest thing was having that person next to me at mm-hmm. all times that was that was my favorite part that's mm-hmm. good that's sweet I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, so cool. Okay, so moving on, what would you say, Dylan, is the best dating advice you've ever been given? So, I, I have two things for this. My first one is, and this applies for marriage as well. Okay. So this is kind of a catch-all thing that I've been told is never go to sleep mad mm-hmm. or un- have an unresolved. You can still be like upset with the person, but don't don't go to sleep unresolved. Because if you go to sleep, you know, you have all night that lingers. And then you don't want to get up the next day and immediately start talking about it again. So then it lingers even farther. And then it comes down to, you know, three days go by and you still haven't resolved the situation that, that's been lingering in the background. And it just it builds up and up. So Danielle and I have always, you know, never, never gone to bed without, you know, you know, at least telling each other that we loved each other or that we... Uh, we're sorry that we're going to work on something, you know, but I didn't mean to say this or she didn't mean to say that. And and it's helped a lot. There's been many nights where we've, you know, stayed up outside in the driveway, you know, yelling at each other because we were were upset. But ultimately those hard conversations and those late nights have probably saved our relationship in many senses. But the second thing I would say is patience because along with that comes, and these are very, uh, cliche (laughs) but i like to tell danielle that there's a reason that they're cliche is because they work yeah Um, Mm -hmm. patience is one of the biggest things that i've been blessed with you know being just being patient with everything (laughs) no i think that's super wise i think watching y'all's relationship too has been cool that y'all i don't feel like y'all let things bother you for a very long time that's something danielle's had since she was a little kid i mean she'd get mad 30 minutes later she's happy as (laughs) a clam (laughs) exactly whereas i pout for hours it's a terrible (laughs) quality um but that's i think something like you said that served y'all so well in your relationship because you're just you're not hesitant to talk it out and you don't let things bother you for a really long time and i think the better you get at that the better all your relationships will be yeah communication is is key as mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's heard mm-hmm. many many times but mm-hmm. it truly is yeah. yeah it is well and it goes back to you have to communicate to figure out the balance of your relationship you have to communicate to have clarity you have to communicate to resolve conflict like if you can I I say one thing I've learned over the last however long recently is that 
people say, oh, I want to be with someone who, who communicates well. And I, and so I, obviously everybody does, but I've started saying, I want to be with someone who can and will communicate well. And I've learned over time, those are two separate things, those are. you know, that like someone may be able to communicate well when they want to, or when it's convenient for them or when it's something they want to talk about, but someone who will communicate well for your relationship is so important, but it doesn't mean it's independent or I mean, it doesn't mean it automatically goes with someone who can communicate. There's a, a separation there that I think you have to look for. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that's wise. Okay, so Dylan, now is your time to be blatantly honest, even though Danielle's in the room. I'm sure y'all probably already talked about this, but what are some things you wish girls would quit doing? We will not get mad at you for your answer. Neither will Danielle. I'm speaking for her. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a book, book out of Brett's page. Here. Okay. Uh, if a guy says says something, that's usually what he means. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've found this a lot. I'll tell Danielle that she's pretty and then... 30 minutes later, she'll come and say, do I look very pretty? And I'm like, Daniel, I told you 30 minutes ago, you look pretty. But yes, I should be more reassuring, and maybe I could say a couple more times after that. But, you know, I, I, I mean that if I tell you I like the dress that you're in, I like it. If we could only learn to take them at face value, we would be, because the way a girl's brain works, and all the girls listening, they're probably like nodding, nodding their heads right now, because it's like we hear, like he said, I look pretty. I'm like, is he just saying that because he knows he needs to say it or like does he does he actually think I'm pretty or am I prettier than I was the other day or like does he like this more or does that that mean something his tone was different didn't Brett talk about that tone he's like tone means nothing <laughs> oh but it does no but it does in a girl's brain Danielle's like pointing or yeah. waving or something but yeah we really analyze every aspect of this one statement and a guy's like I told you you look pretty I think you look pretty. Now let's move on. And I feel like if we could just grasp that, we would be well, so I much better Well, I think we have off. to first really grasp that when a guy says, I really mean what I say. Like, we have to believe that first. Mm. Because guys say that, and I, I'm believing it more. But I definitely still kind of go, well, but pro probably not. Probably not. Like, he's just saying that. Yeah. You know? And so I think we have to just process that at face value, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's because we filter all of it through our brains and we know that we don't do that. And so like my brain can't comprehend why someone would ever do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just want to say guys, if you're listening to this, you know, try to be more reassuring, try to, you know, watch your tone because girls do look into that. You may have meant it, but if your tone is off, it, it can, you know, cause some questions and, you know, being reassuring to a girl is, can be everything. Mm -hmm. It's very true. Great advice, people. Write this down. This, yes. is good. <laughs> this is really good. Okay, so earlier we talked about the challenges of dating in high school specifically. So now let's kind of like switch gears on that a little bit. So what is, would you, or what would you say is the most challenging part about dating as a Christian guy? Take stage of life out of it. Just Christian guy. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 
Christian guys, you know, avoiding those boundaries, you know, that you see, physical boundaries, especially of, you know, premarital sex and things like that. I mean, if you don't, you still want to be obedient to the Lord in your relationship and you want to make sure that he's, you know, part of everything. That's, that's a, that's a big struggle for a lot of guys, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, things like that. Other, other than that, I'm just keeping God first in your relationship is that your most important thing. If you should, you should love God more than you love your spouse and then it'll, it, it usually takes care of everything else. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm, we need to, I don't know, you can leave this in if you want to or you don't have to, but I want to talk to girls about what they think the hardest part of dating as a Christian is. That's a really good idea. And see what kind of answers we get. That because is a really we've good asked idea. the guys and we like, the consensus has been the same for uh-huh. the most part, but I, I wouldn't, I don't think I could pick one and be like, oh, this will be what girls say. No. Like, I feel like the range will be a lot wider. I don't think I could wider. pick one thing and say, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know what would come to mind right now. Other we than should put it on um, Instagram. Put it on Instagram. We'll put it in our stories. Okay. Y'all will, if you're not following us on Instagram already, I didn't do that at the beginning. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should go do that at LFTM underscore podcast. And I'll ask a question in stories or Bethany, whoever gets to it first. And... We'll see what girls think is the hardest part of dating as a Christian. Yeah, I'm very interested to see the results of this one. Me too. We like rabbit trails, in case you haven't figured that out already. Okay. Rabbit trails are awesome. They are. (laughs) Some of our best content, I feel like, has come from rabbit trails. So true. Okay, so a few more questions here. Okay, Dylan, what, in your opinion, what do you think when a girl makes the first move? Or what do you think guys think when a girl makes the first move? If you want to speak for all men, we'll give you that privilege for the day. <laughs> one chance. Yeah. <laughs> ambassador of men. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Don't let it go to your head. Yeah. <laughs> you only got like 20 minutes left. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I'll, I'll speak for me here. Um, I honestly do not mind it at all. You know, some guys are oblivious to what girls are thinking. You know, we're pretty simple creatures, you know. Um, food, sports, and... If school's on your mind, that's about it, usually. And then if you're wanting to date a girl, then you'll think about it. But if a girl that you think is attractive comes up to you and is, you know, makes the first move, then you're like, oh, this is awesome. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to think about this as much as I had to. And I can, you know, begin to pursue that as I would if I knew that she liked me, you know. Yeah. Which, luckily, Danielle, when we first started dating, she, she made it obvious, too. It was, it, she never left me guessing at first and you know she played a little bit of hard to get but you know eventually yeah (laughs) so you said there like she made it obvious or she made the first move and then you were like oh cool she likes me and now I can take over from there basically so my quest this isn't in the notes so my question is do guys like like that make the first move show me you're interested make it obvious and then let me take over is that preferred to then a girl staying in the driver's seat with that? Well. Or does it matter? I mean, Danielle didn't make the first move, but, like, I, I still, like, made that first move, but yeah. she made it obvious that she was interested. Right. Um, I think that's, if a girl's going to make the first move, don't set it as a precedent that you're going to be, you're going to wear the pants in a relationship, because you don't want your, you don't want the guy to, like, not pay for things, you don't want him <laughs> to not, like, take initiative, not yeah. plan dates, not do those things because if a girl comes in and is like uh, I'm gonna manage this relationship then that leaves the guy to the wayside you know and he's not he's not gonna try as hard yeah and then the girl might be um you know feeling a little bit let down or 
you know, she's not, she's not as important. So if you can, I, I would let the guy take over if, if all possible, if you're going to make the first move, you know, just say, make it, make it as a, Hey, I'm interested. Not as a, Hey, we're doing this Saturday night, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's what I, after we had interviewed the other guys, I had kind of wanted to like circle back. I was curious about that and then I forgot about it until mm-hmm. yeah. you just said that. Yeah. I have a question real quick yeah. too. Yeah. I only listened to Brett's podcast. Yes. Uh-huh. Did, did all the other guys say something similar to that, or they all yeah. were? Yeah, they were, they were fine. Of it. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, girls making the first move. Yeah, which shocked us. That all. Yeah. That, that all of them was. said that because we talk a lot about how there's a way for you to show a guy you're interested without having to make the first move if you don't want to oh, yeah. be like the one to ask him out. Okay, so then you've talked a lot about being confident and being assertive and making it obvious how you feel. Not all guys are like that. So for those guys who may not be as confident or bold in that area, what would you say to encourage them to not be fearful or nervous or hesitant to just ask a girl out? Like if someone was like, oh, I really like this girl and I want to ask her out, but I'm like, oh, too mm. nervous. What would you tell someone? I, the worst thing they can say is no. I'm, mm. You may... You may get your ego hurt a little bit. You may, and th- for those guys that are in, insecure, I've seen a lot of guys do this. Do not ask a girl out in front of a crowd. Just uh, take that huge step and like swing for the fences. You know, <laughs> will you go to homecoming with me in front of the whole gym? Don't do that. that if especially if you're gonna want to, if you know if you know that the girl likes you, then yeah, go for that. But if you if you're hesitant and you are insecure about it, you know. I think a private conversation or like a, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I think you're very, I think you're awesome. You know, we can, I'd love to take you to dinner or something like that. Or I'd love to, I'd love to go with you to the dance or something like that. I think, I think it would, I think taking that approach, it'll save you a lot of worrying. It'll save you the humiliation, especially if you do get turned down um, in front of everyone, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was a big thing at our school for some reason. The girls were Oh, really? Gosh. The girls are brutal. And girls, if you're going to turn wow. down a guy, please try to protect his ego just a little bit. That's one of the most yeah. fragile things that a guy has, especially during high school. Um, I went to a different school before. I went to my, my Christian school, but the girls were even more brutal there. I mean, it was just flat out, no. Like, Man. I'm sorry. Like, it, it was almost from a point that they were, they were too good for the guy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, which is not cool. But, you know, and guys, be realistic. Don't set yourself up for failure in the sense that you're going to ask the cheerleader out in front of everyone at the school dance or something like that, you know. It's it's, it's probably not going to work out because the cheerleader is thinking more of her image or Mm -hmm. is thinking more of, oh, how are my friends going to look then? Oh, this guy might be really nice or this guy might be really sweet. This guy might actually treat me well. Yeah. They're, they're really not thinking about that. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's another thing with mm-hmm. height that's so different in high school is, and I'm not, ba- we were all high schoolers at one yeah. point, so I'm not bashing high schoolers, but, but your your perspective is so different in high school. You're so focused on how does this look? How cute is he? Does he play on the football team? Do, and those are all really attractive things in high school where 10 years down the road, you're like, does he have a job? Does he love Jesus? Will he be nice to me? Like, And I'm not saying you don't care about those things, but your priority list is so different in high school. Yeah. 
and that is going to play into these different scenarios. And so, you know, if you're, if you've navigated that and that's hard, don't think you're alone because that's just high school in general, but that will get better as you get older. You mature. You mature. Exactly. It's a maturity thing. And so just, we feel for y'all if you're in high school and you're listening and you're, (laughs) you're struggling with all of that and trying to balance all of that. Guys, if, you, if you're insecure in high school, just just give it a little time. I don't know if y'all have seen pictures of Elon Musk when he was working at PayPal. But he <laughs> looked like the biggest nerd ever. <laughs> I mean, he would never get a girlfriend. But now he's, look at him now. He yeah. just sent a rocket to the moon. Yeah. You know? so, Did y'all watch that? I, I, well, I watched so cool. people <laughs> who were film, who were there oh, okay. like, filming okay. it. But it's crazy. But yeah, it, high school is... And it's so funny because, like, we talk about, oh, high school's done and I'm done with that. How many times have we, Kristen, how many times have we said over the last year, oh, my word, this is like high school again. Oh, my word. That's so true, though. I thought I was done with this in high school. Like, you don't really Parts of it do carry over. That is true. (laughs) That is true. Hate to break it to y'all. I'm so sorry. I don't want to, like, burst anyone's bubble, but... And Let's again, be realistic. <laughs> yeah, but I also think too that goes back to maturity. And when you're dealing with mature adults, you typically don't run into the same behavior patterns that you do with a 16 year old. Correct. However, if you're dealing with somebody who's not as mature, you may run into those things again. So, and that's something to look out for, and you become yeah. more aware because I'm looking and obviously I'm looking back on it now so it's easier for me to say this but I'm way more gracious to a 16 or a 17 year old when they behave this way because it's kind of not the expectation but exactly they're figuring this out and they're Mm -hmm. learning when you're 28 you should not be dating like you're 16 and that's the difference and so you know there's grace as you're dating in high school because it's all new and you're learning and it's awkward and you're changing constantly and you know you're you're trying to juggle a billion things at one time and you know you would hope 10 years down the road that there would be some sign of progression in people's behaviors and maturity what you just said is what i always tell kids in high school when they're asking for dating advice you said it's fine everyone's learning that's what i tell people in high school is it's okay to feel insecure and not know what you're doing. Nobody else does either. Don't let your lack of knowledge stop you because the person that you're worried about what they think, they don't know what they think either. So in high school, everybody's learning. So just be smart, honor the Lord, study the Bible and go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, it was cool. I was texting Brett a couple days ago. We were talking, this wasn't dating or high school related, but it was a good analogy. He was talking about, He's, you know, starting up his business and he's like, I've finally gotten over the mentality that everything has to be perfect from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And he's like, when I started playing basketball, I couldn't shoot well when I first started. But that didn't keep me from playing. Mm -hmm. I had to play. And the more I played and the more I practiced, the better I got, the better I, you know, shot and I became more successful as an athlete. And he's like, that applies to so many other areas of life because, mm-hmm. and I struggle with this. That's one of the reasons I didn't even want to play sports because mm-hmm. I wasn't good at it at the beginning. And I'm like, if I can't be good at this immediately, we're not even going to go there. That's how I am. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a, I get it if you have that mentality, but I would have missed out on so many things if I had not stuck through something that I was not good at at the beginning and dating is no different. And if you, you know, are allowed to date in high school where you've got your parents there to guide you and you're learning and, you know, 
take advantage of the learning opportunities mm-hmm. because you'll take those with you for the rest of your life. So don't don't think you got to have it all figured out before you, you know, even have your diploma. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so next question, Dylan. This is a two-parter. So question part one, are you ever just friends with a girl without wanting to date her? And with that, do you feel like when you want to date somebody, you know right off the bat that you want to date them? Or, like, could you be friends with a girl for a while and then, like, a year down the road decide you want to date her? Mm-hmm. So, from personal experience, uh, th- this is a little different. Because Danielle had a lot of girlfriends in high school. And I, w- I would say I was friends with those girls. Um, but I would never say I wanted to date any of them. But before I met Danielle and before I you know, had a steady relationship, I didn't talk to her unless I wanted thought there was some potential there. I mean, unless I sat the, next to them in, in class and had to talk to them, I usually did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, okay, if I had to do a project with a girl, I was like, okay, let's get this project done. But if I, and if I was interested in them, you know, I'd talk to them. And, but yeah, I never, I personally never would just be friends with a girl. Mm-hmm. I, it was, it just wasn't something I did because I, I never wanted to catch feelings for the girl and jeopardize a relationship that could have been a great friendship or you know vice versa you know have, go into something um a lot of this was out of fear I never, I never wanted to be put in the friend zone because the friend zone when I was when I was in high school the friend zone was like the meme on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook oh, like okay. how to escape the, end, the friend zone <laughs> so I was always terrified of the friend zone I never wanted to be in the friend zone it was like purgatory <laughs> Great that comparison. Is so good. <laughs> That's so good. It's waiting in limbo trying yeah. to figure out what you want to do. But I, I do think it's possible um, to have a friend that's a girl that that you can you know turn to. That I would say a lot of the friends that Danielle and that that Danielle had, I would I was friends with. We would when we would hang out in big groups, I would hang out. But I would never never hang out with those friends unless Danielle was there. Mm-hmm. I would not. I would not jeopardize my relationship because I thought that my friendship with Danielle's friends was more than it, you know was stronger than just the medium that Danielle was mm. to that friendship that's good I like that term the median mm-hmm. to the friendship I think that's super important so then would you say then typically you know right off the bat if you like a girl or not usually usually yeah. I, I was I've always been pretty like oh yeah I think I like that girl mm-hmm uh, and a lot of the times it wasn't just like, oh, that girl's hot. Like, I, I usually had to, you know, hear a girl talk or, you know, talk to a girl first before I ended up knowing that I liked her. So, yeah, you knew pretty quickly. I know you knew quickly with her, but you... <laughs> oh, yeah, with her. But... Yeah, but typically. I feel like that's been the general consensus, too, is that Danielle's facial expressions are killing me. <laughs> She's, like, over there raising her eyebrows. Um, no, you're fine. I love it. Oh, you, you can tell what Danielle's thinking. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, fun fact about Danielle. This is not in the notes either. Um, we, this is Stephanie's term that she uh-huh. talks about facial diarrhea, which is where everyone can know exactly what you're thinking based on your facial expressions. Danielle is the queen of that. That's hilarious. So, uh, she can be over there and I can pretty much know exactly what she's thinking solely by the facial expressions she's giving me. That's helped me a lot. Yeah. I, know, I know what Danielle's thinking. I, I like to tell people there was one time 
We built a fire pit out of out in our backyard during this Corona vacation, as my family calls it. <laughs> um, and she was sitting out by the fire, and I was putting some food on the grill for my mom. And Danielle asked, "What are we having for to go with it?" And I said, "Like, uh, I think." It was a vegetable of some sort. It may have been zucchini in Danielle's face. She didn't say anything. And I said, Danielle, you'll be fine. Just please put it on your plate and eat it. And she goes, I wasn't even saying anything. <laughs> I went, Danielle, I knew exactly what you were thinking. You were like, oh, that's disgusting. Why can't we ever have good food? <laughs> She's probably like, okay, yeah, you're right. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yep, so. Okay. And sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't care. That's hilarious. That is funny. Okay, so that's kind of like the perfect transition to our next question. We've talked about you talking about how easy that is for you to tell what she's Mm. thinking because her face just says it all. So we've all heard forever and that guys don't pick up on like subtle cues, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I think that varies with different guys. Mm -hmm. Some are more in tune to subtlety than others. So if we're keeping that in mind, what are some ways that girls can like show a guy they're interested and just go straight through that subtlety. Just going along the lines of just being outright with your intentions, I guess. Um, flirting was the main was the main way that I've always picked up on it. Like I can definitely tell when girls flirting with me. Uh, subtle compliments, guys, especially nowadays, they like their shoes. You know, tell a guy they like their shoes. If they drive a big truck, tell them they like the truck. <laughs> you may you may hate big trucks. You may think they are the worst things ever, but. If a guy has put a lift on his truck or has put, you know, an exhaust on it, he's proud of it. If it's same with all cars, if, unless he drives like a, you know, a Prius. But <laughs> like, no offense to Prius drivers, but they're not the coolest things. Anymore. Yeah. But like, find find something that a guy you can tell is proud of. You know, tell mm-hmm. that he's put work into. If it's his schoolwork, if it's his uh, sports, if he makes a great catch in a game, if he you know, does great on a math test if he ends up, you know, being valedictorian or whatever. You know, compliment him. Guys guys like to be recognized for the work that they've done. I know that's always something that I've liked, you know. Even even when I had a bad game, Danielle would usually try to find something that I did well during the game and tell me about it. Or, um, I'm big into cars. That's why I brought up the trucks. But she would always you know, help me along with that. She would listen to me about that and, you know, say like, hey, I like that with your, that, what you're doing, you know. Things like that I've always found that have helped me know that a girl's interested. I think that's good. Giving good compliment and list. I like that you said that she listens to you too. Mm-hmm. I think, I think one of the best things, this is friendship, dating, whatever. If you can learn to listen well, even when you're not technically super interested in whatever it is they're talking about, it means a lot to the other person that you're engaged and you're, you know, trying to learn what they're talking about and you're asking follow-up questions. I think that's a great thing to learn to do and it'll show the other person you value them and you care about what they care about and, you know, all that. Absolutely. If If I knew that, if I was talking to a girl and she wasn't on her phone, I knew that something there you know mm. a big a big thing now everyone is in their phone you know texting instagram twitter um what have you but if i knew that a girl's phone was down and off or face down and she wasn't checking it i knew that she was interested yeah know? that's a great sign mm-hmm. we're very big proponents of not being on your phone mm-hmm. on dates particularly but in general Lindsay all yelled at us at dinner the other night because we were all on our phones yeah <laughs> um so 
Put your phone down, people. It's like we've forgotten how to go to a restaurant. I know. We kind of have. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Two more questions, Dylan, and then you're off the hook. <laughs> what would you say is the best way for a girl to start a conversation with a guy without it seeming too random? So kind of the backstory of this conversation. If I think a guy is really cute and he's somebody that I want to talk to, but I don't want to come across as like creepy or weird or awkward and I want to kind of drum up a conversation, what's the best way to go about that? Um, I, honestly, I would go to the, the compliment thing. I, I think that's a great conversation starter. A lot of times in, in the customer service industry, they spark up a conversation with the customer you, you compliment them on something like hey if they're wearing a, a shirt from a band that you like it's like hey I like that band do you, you listen to them a lot you know or have you ever been to a concert or something like that you know simple things that can segue into something else where you can get to know a person um, this is a very weird example and I had to shut it down because it was from another girl and I'm still in a relationship but this girl she came to me where I was at the gym and she goes I was wearing a band shirt I was wearing a Nirvana shirt and she goes, hey, I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then she started talking to me, which, of course, I had to go, hey, look, I got a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I can't be doing this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this has turned to a point where I know that you're more than wanting just to talk to me. Um, mm -hmm. But I give her props. It was a great way to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so leading with mm -hmm. things like that, I would say, is a big thing that you can do. Short and sweet? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Add that to my personal playbook. Your repertoire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so let's finish it up here. Last question. So most of our audience is girls. So this is your one chance to tell all the girls out there what you want them to know. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could tell. No pressure. Yeah, right. <laughs> so if you could, but I mean, we're building it up, but it's no big deal. If you could tell girls listening a couple of things, whether it be about dating, relationships, singleness here's your shot what would you tell people what would you want them to know just in general um i i like to bring everything back around to patience i, mm. I think patience has been great for all all of those things when it comes to singleness being patient knowing that god has a plan knowing that uh something will will turn around it just may not be your time yet or if it's a relationship just being if you're having a struggle being patient with the other person don't be too patient to the point where it's hurting you but you know still being able to listen and understand um and just patience with everything can ultimately you know help out in every every way i think that has been my biggest strength in, in my relationship is patience no that's really good i think and that's and very applicable and very true yeah for mm -hmm. all dating stages yeah. for sure so Okay. Well, thanks for being here, Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Thanks this for having me. So, so fun. fun. I'm so glad we got to do this. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. As always, if you found this episode or any other of our episodes helpful, go tell a friend about us because we want to meet your friends and we want them to listen to Dylan too. So <laughs> go do that. And then we will be back on Friday with another Couchcast. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.